Good evening, Chelsea. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Got a glass of wine ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I've got my caffeine, so I'm good to go, too. There we go. Yeah. Welcome back to Heart to Heart Podcast, everyone. Welcome Episode back. five. That is mind blowing. It is. Feels like we just started yesterday. It does. It's, it's been really, five weeks. Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it though. Me that too. soda's giving you a hard time. It is. I was trying not to make, but you probably heard the. Popping. It's okay. okay. We already know. I mean, Nala was squeaking a toy on one of the episodes. This is true. She barks all the time. They this know what to true. expect from us. They get all of our messy. I wish they could see her right now. She's how just, adorable she looks. So just for a little description, Nala's laying on my ottoman in my office. Just it's a little island right now. It's not even attached to the couch. She wants to be close to her auntie. Yes. She wants to be as close to Aunt Chelsea as possible. <laughs> so she's just sitting here right between the two of us. She's yeah. like, I can't choose, so I choose both. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, like we said, welcome back to Heart to Heart. We are on fifth episode. We said we're going to get into some shadow work. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the necessity of sitting with your shadows and the things that are holding you back tonight, I think. That's what we talked that we were going to talk about. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to lead out on on what your interpretation of shadow work is? Yeah. Or? I'd love to. So shadow work to me is looking into yourself. It's it's kind of figuring out why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm shadow work for me it's looking at the things that are perceived as weaknesses but trying to turn them into your strengths is how i've used my shadow work so we you and i mm-hmm. are not afraid of looking at the the darker side of things no I actually quite enjoy it yeah <laughs> we're a little messy and we love we love the mess we do and shadow work can sometimes be seen as like a It sounds taboo, but it's not taboo. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be taboo Mm -hmm. because there is a yin and yang in everything. We're getting a little hippy dippy here. Mm -hmm. There, in order for you to have the light, there has to be darkness cast somewhere. There's a balance in everything. So you are just as much equal light as you are darkness. And if you ignore the darkness, it can take power and take control and have you have habits that are not healthy, Mm -hmm. coping mechanisms that aren't healthy, Mm -hmm. self-sabotage. All those things you don't, you ask yourself, why am I this way? Why do I keep doing this? Mm -hmm. That's why we do the shadow work. We look into our habits, our patterns, and find the root causes of them and heal from there. But also, like I said, you take your weaknesses and you turn them into your strengths. That I feel like I'm like on the front row, like crisscross applesauce with my head on my hands, just <laughs> listening to you because that was such a beautiful description of uh, what I would view as people have many terms for what shadow work is. Some people call it the glow up, some people mm-hmm. call it, you know, uh, inward work. 
um, I like the term shadow work just because, and you know, people who are listening, there's probably someone going, I mean, I think we laughed at this last time. I was like, what are they talking about? Like it's witchery. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally, it's just a term mm-hmm. um, in reference to the things that, like you just said, we need to do reflection on. And I love how you just beautifully put about the equal parts, light and part darkness. Um, I totally believe in that as well. And if you don't acknowledge um, the shadows that are in your life, they tend to overcast every part of your life to where there is no light. Mm-hmm. Um, and acknowledging that and honoring, in my personal opinion, I think you have to honor the dark parts of you. Yeah. Um, you have to honor them because there is power um, in the dark places of you um, because they honestly reflect a lot of why you are the way you are today, whether it be, um, you know, things that you've been through. So they're the scars that you wear. They're the journeys that you've been through. They're the um, patterns that you've picked up along the way. So there's a lot of beauty in honoring um, and honoring the dark um, mm-hmm. and honoring the shadows that, that you're working on. But the thing, you know, a lot of times that people call it the glow up. But for me, I don't think you can really honestly call something like you have to really look. Everyone wants to talk about the wins. Everyone wants to talk about the other side, but nobody wants to talk about the things you have to do to get there Mm -hmm. and how difficult what that journey looks like. Like people are applauding you on the other side of when you reach that, um, that glow up that people refer to, but the shadow work and the work that you have to do to get there is quite the journey and um it's a lonely it's a lonely walk um but it's such a necessity for the soul um but it is it is quite it's quite lonely Mm -hmm. for sure it is lonely but it's it's almost like you have to isolate yes for that you can't Mm -hmm. lean on anyone as a crutch you have to be your own knight in shining armor you do I think shadow work for sure is realizing that the um, Disney movies and the stuff that we grew up watching (laughs) um, were really, I I would love to see them um, come up with something where the princess was end up being the, you know, like, um, like, I think that's why I love Moana so much um, Mm. and having the the princess be the warrior. Because I think what you find out as an adult is that you really are your own knight in shining armor. Yeah. But you have to become. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about what, so when I started, I started my journey of, of self-reflection, um, I started writing down all, all the goals that I wanted for myself. And I started working on who I wanted to be or where I saw my ideal self. And if where I was at and in comparison to where I, where I wanted to go and what the steps I needed to do to get there, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how I started that. But I, I realizing along the way um, that, you know, not only is shadow work lonely, but you lose people. Yeah. And then um, we're going to, I really would like to focus on what happens in the spiritual realm as far as like, man, you want to talk about some spiritual attack mm-hmm. that starts to happen during yes. shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, because, woof. There's so much to that. But do you feel the same way? I mean, I feel like that's when things really start to heat up, Mama. Like, yeah, the spiritual warfare just starts to come at you. The The world likes and the universe likes whenever 
you meet the status quo. And when mm-hmm. you start to break through and break those generational curses and really start your glow up or do the shadow work mm-hmm. and see things that you were self-conscious about become your power, it tries to even the balance back out because your light starts to shine. Mm-hmm. And so the darkness has to exist. But the best part about those processes whenever the spiritual warfare happens and you know the the biggest warriors the greatest warriors get the hardest battles that famous adage yeah yeah um when you get to that part you use your your darkness as your power to fuel your light Mm -hmm. so you can beat whatever darkness comes at you Mm -hmm. it's almost like you take a step back from being a part of the darkness and you're looking at it from the outside in so that's why it feels like an attack because you're fueling your own light and your light's brighter than before, but you need to be brighter because the darkness you're walking through is so heavy. Right. On the outside. That I, you know, I saw something too, where it was discussing, um, you know, the things that we've been through and, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a trauma kid. And so I've, uh, had a lot of, of childhood things. And I was looking at something that I thought was really, really powerful it was a sermon on what can happen when uh, the enemy or the devil sees the calling or the anointing on your life. Mm-hmm. And so there it's very much about like, if I don't go ahead and dilute this now, I don't dilute this spirit now. If I don't um, wear or trouble this, this girl down now as a young child, then they're going to reach totally reach their calling and they're totally going to go further than I really, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to blow just the world off its rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that when you do that internal shadow work and you do a lot of that, um, that really grimy self-reflection work, in my opinion, you're really starting to unravel some of the things that deluded you along the way. Mm-hmm. In which you're able to um, really gain your power back, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so for sure, I think shadow work for me is all about getting my power back. And I think we, we talked, we talked about it today um, about giving myself a seat at the table for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love our, our Tuesday tough, yes. tough topics, conversations there. I, I encourage you to do that with one of your really good friends. Just yeah. find a person that, you are at the same point with spiritually or Mm -hmm. growth wise, or you guys are having similar struggles and just text each other hard questions. Yeah. Because Chelsea and I just, we geek (laughs) out for it. We are so hype. We're like, okay, your turn. What's the next question? What's the next question? And we love it. And I encourage that. But to piggyback on what you were just Mm -hmm. saying about, about breaking down and Mm -hmm. kind of becoming the light. And my, I always think of like in in Christianity where we say you are the salt and the light of the earth. Mm-hmm. And when you're starting to chip away at the things that dilute you, the mm-hmm. things that make your light less bright, I've always seen my heart when it's protected as having like a fossil around it, like it's a fossilized heart. And so every little bit of shadow work I do chips away at it so the light can shine through. Mm-hmm. And the shadow work gets to the point where eventually it, the fossil crumbles mm-hmm. 
and the light is there. And mm-hmm. obviously, like we said, there's still darkness because anytime you cast light, there's going to be darkness. But acknowledging the darkness and accepting it instead of pushing it down and putting it in our dusty closets <laughs> that we talked about last oh, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering to see every single part of you as perfectly imperfect. Yeah, I agree. I think for me and laughing about the closet, because I, like I said last week, I put everything in there, but learning to not only invite myself to the table, but invite all of my, uh, (laughs) all of my darkness to the table Mm -hmm. too and sit with it. Um, and really understand not only what I've been through, but that we talked about this the other day that you uh, loved what you said. And it's something that we, that we both shared that like, we're not the sum of like what we've been through, yeah, but we are the sum of what we've like our resiliency. Mm-hmm. And so not only do you start to fall in love with, you know, that reflection piece and understanding yourself, but you start to fall in love and remind yourself like, hang on, wait a second. Like I'm, I'm not weak. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot and I'm resilient mm-hmm. and I'm gritty and I can do that. I, I have been through so many things that should have hardened me. Like one of the most proud things that I can say, we talked about this today, um, is that with all the things that I've been through in my life, I can honestly say that I don't think, I think there's parts of me that aren't the same, but it never hardened Mm-mm. my want or my need to see goodness happen. Yep. It never hardened me that way and so sitting with the dark parts of me and sitting with the dark parts of my life allow for me to really appreciate my resiliency and my grit um and the core of who i am um but i I am gonna tell you it's it's uh it's lonely um one thing that people don't you know that is, is difficult to understand is not only am i having the spiritual attacks start to happen because the enemy the universe they don't want to see things become unbalanced. Nope. They want to keep the checks and balances of, well, if you know your worth, then you'll teach someone else to do the same. And mm-hmm. I truly believe in that. I truly mm-hmm. believe that the enemy does not want us to duplicate self-love in other people um, because that's how they, that's how the power is, is kind of held. Yeah. Um, but you start to lose people along the way that you didn't realize were holding you back from your best self. Mm-hmm. You you had no idea until you started doing that inner working and that shadow work. And the thing of it is, is that there are people, as hard as it is to cope with it, there are people who cannot come with you nope. on this journey. They cannot come with you. And so you have to learn how to let those people go. That's... The hardest lesson. The hardest. Hands down. Because mm-hmm. Rhonda, our front desk girl, she always says, which I'm sure there's a big saying, there's people here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And very select few make it to the lifetime. Oh, yeah. Most people are just there for the reasons. Mm-hmm. So they come in and come out of your life just as fast as you Absolutely. met them. The seasonal ones are the ones that are there for that part of your growth. They're essential to that part of your growth. But you'll know whenever it's time to let go and move on. You'll feel a dissonance when you hang out with them. You just won't feel that vibe anymore. Mm-hmm. And you'll know, okay, this person no longer serves me. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just means you're ready for the next step and mm-hmm. they aren't ready yet. 
Right. And they're just not meant to go with you on this journey. Exactly. Because as you grow spiritually, um, there are people are not meant to because they are not on the same spiritual maturity level as you. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys aren't on balanced in that way. And so mm-hmm. it becomes unequally yoked in that way. Um, and there's just people that aren't meant to follow you into that season. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. It can, it can be super, super lonely. Um, and so if you're feeling that way, if, if you started this and you're like, man, I feel like people are falling off. There's a reason. You're about to I, glow up, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're about yep. to glow up, baby. It, it's murky. Um, I think I shared with you a long time ago about the caterpillar. Like the caterpillar has to become a disgusting pile of goo <laughs> yes. before it can become a beautiful butterfly. And that's exactly what happens in shadow work. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be- become a disgusting pile of guts and goo. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you are becoming this beautiful butterfly. Um, and so while it is a grimy, messy journey and it can be very lonely, um, you also start to embrace people who come into your life that your soul needs too. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I can look right across the room at you and feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that we were meant to link up until this certain time in our life. We weren't ready for this we level of ready. love. No, nope. I don't think we were ready for it. No. Nope. Um, so I think embracing that part, embracing new people in your life is important as well. Um but yeah, so shadow work is a, it's an interesting journey, but there is, there is such a beauty to it mm-hmm. and it's such a necessity um, to be able to be the person that you, I think problem is that we get frustrated at is that we um, see the person that we want to become, but it's a scary thing. It's almost like you're looking down this enormous canyon or ravine. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I have to go down there to get to the other side of that. Almost mm-hmm. like your own Jordan River. Yep. You know, so it's like, I have to cross that to get to that. And that looks really scary and super uncomfortable. Um, and it is. Mm-hmm. But it's so necessary. It is it is a messy process. Like mm-hmm. you said, you have to become the goo. And mm-hmm. you become a different person when you're going through it. It's, I remember whenever I first entered it. I clung on to every life force I could find around me because mm-hmm. I felt like I was dying. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And so I didn't acknowledge the fact that it was something I had to do alone yet because mm-hmm. when I was alone, I would cry. And I'm like, ew, no. Bad baddies don't cry. Right. Like, you don't do that. So I any t- anybody that would hang, hang out with me, give me attention, I was latching onto them. Like, yes, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. Mm-hmm. I'll get life again. But the problem wasn't outward the problem was inward right i knew that i was on the verge of becoming something great but the fear of becoming Mm -hmm. something great and the pressure that comes with it right made me want to find someone to hold me Mm -hmm. i was looking for an anchor yeah and sometimes anchors are great but when you're on a journey like we're on right now Mm -hmm. anchors are the last thing you need yeah and I think, too, it can get really dangerous because you try to validate yourself mm-hmm. and you do almost like a pedestal expectation for them and give them unrealistic expectations for them to serve. Like, help me help, mm-hmm. like help me become this person. And it has to be like, unfortunately, it's it's a solo mission. Yeah. And um, it's one of those things where, like, you try to latch on to people so that they can 
kind of keep you from treading water. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you realize like, no, this isn't enough. It still isn't enough, you know, Um, and which can become very disappointing in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And then people start to disappoint us and it was never about that and and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'd written in the the last blog um, recently about like moving your foot. And I think that's so important too, is like um, as you're doing shadow work, there's going to be a lot of doors that you're going to have to close. Mm -hmm. So kind of in conjunction with losing a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of experiences, chapters, things that you're going to have to close. And um, it can be really, really uncomfortable to move your foot out of the way of the door shutting because we hold on to potential of people, potential of experiences, potential of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But learning how to move your foot so the door will shut so that you can open new doors is super important to that spiritual walk too. Yes. And the art of letting go. Mm-hmm. It is an art. It is a practice. You have to continually mm-hmm. sharpen your your tools at letting go mm-hmm. because each one is going to leave a wound. It's like whenever you rip off an appendage that's not supposed to be there, mm-hmm. you have a wound there that has to heal. No matter whether that person was toxic, no matter whether that person really hurt you, it's not as easy to let go as everyone makes it out to be. It's not especially when you're somebody that cares so deeply. Right. You accept every person that walks in your life as your person. Mm-hmm. When, like you've said before, they aren't there to watch you eat. They're there to watch you choke. Mm-hmm. And even though you accept the fact that they're there to watch you choke, it still feels bad. It does. To lose them. They're, yeah. Because you fall in love with the potential of them. Right. And you fall, and the thing about it is, is like the reason that a lot of people are unable to dive into shadow work the way they want to is because there's comfort in complaints, complacency, mm-hmm. and there's comfort in there's comfort in chaos, there's comfort in being complacent, and there's comfort in what we know. And I will just tell you, no growth ever happens within your comfort zone. Mm-mm. You got to do the things that make you scared. Mm-hmm. The things that make you feel alone and isolated and that terrify you. Absolutely. But the other side, girl, it's beautiful. Right. And that's the thing is like, you scared shitless? Good. Yeah. You should be. Exactly. Are you, you have no idea what you're doing? Good. You shouldn't. Yeah. Because no one can tell you what it's going to be like. Right. That's why we aren't sitting here saying, this is how you do shadow work. We don't know what it looks like for you. <laughs> we're still, we're still free falling. Yeah. We're still experiencing it. Mm-hmm. But there's been so many beautiful things along the way that I've really surprised myself in going, hey, girl, that should have killed you, that one. Mm-hmm. You should have been crumbling in pieces. Mm-hmm. But look at you on the other side, smiling and thriving. Right. What I, I realized something today. Now, I'm a Zodiac girl. Mm-hmm. I love Zodiac signs. I think it tells you so much about like your mm-hmm. habits and who you are and the fact that I'm ADHD. Um, but... I'm a Gemini and I've acknowledged like my shadow work is mm-hmm. acknowledging that they say you have like a two sides, your evil twin. Like mm-hmm. I am my own evil twin. Mm-hmm. I don't have an external person. That's the yin to my yang. Like it is me. It's both sides of me. It's the person that's not afraid to stand up for herself, mm-hmm. but also the person that will hug a stranger crying in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like we are the same person. Right. And it's awesome. Absolutely. 
and that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. You don't need to find different personalities in other people because you can be what you need to be for you mm-hmm. at that time. Not the emotional chameleon of what everyone else needs you to be mm-hmm. because that's self-sacrifice. So we've talked about that girl and don't do it. <laughs> but it's whatever you need you to be at that moment. If it would make your soul feel good to help support another soul that's in pain, do it. Mm-hmm. If it would feel like it's going to rip you apart because you're hanging on by a thread, save that thread for yourself. Say a little prayer. Do what you got to do, but you got to do what's best for you in the moment. Do. Absolutely. And I think that, in my opinion, shadow work is a love letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a love letter that you that you write to yourself and your willingness to like fight for yourself. Yeah. Um, because you still see that girl in there. And you're willing to fight for her. So I definitely feel like it's a love letter to yourself. Um, it just has a lot of it has a lot of chapters to it. And I don't think there's really any timeline on any of those things. I think the beauty no. starts to happen and then you start experiencing things. But um, I think there's really no timeline on how to, hey, Nala, <laughs> how to um, where you see yourself at. I yeah. think one day you just like, I think it happened to me last week when I was like, man, like, I don't know. I'm, I just feel less of a heaviness. Yeah. Less of a heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I start, you start to kind of look in the mirror and go, hey, you know, like that girl, she, she's really doing it. Yeah. You know, she's really doing it. And I think one of the most important things that you can do in terms of of um, doing life is with people is like link up with someone who wants to really I, I've said this so I'll say it again I say it all the time really genuinely wants to see you when you reach the other side of where you're going mm-hmm. it's really cheering you on the whole time it's like what we said earlier about high fiving each other under the table yeah whenever we do the things we know is hard for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the kind of friendship you want. Someone that's not afraid to hold that sign publicly, but also is just like, dang, girl, you did it quietly, like under the table, like you got this. Mm -hmm. Because as much as the public adoration sounds, sometimes the best thing you can do is just look them and see their soul and just communicate and say, I am so dang proud of you. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the kind of friendships you need to find for sure. And they're out there. It's just you have to find the person whose soul aligns with your soul. Mm -hmm. Just because my soul doesn't align with, say, Susan down the street doesn't mean Susan's soul is not going to align with Harriet. Mm -hmm. Or like you and I, our souls align. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense why some of our other deep friendships in the past were seasonal. Right. Because at that time, our souls aligned. But you're a lifetime one. Thank thank you are too. (laughs) Feel it. Yep. Feel it for sure. And I I think... Like I said, I think that it's, there's such beauty in having people who really want to see you. And I think something that's so beautiful about that you do for me that really makes me feel <clears throat> and well, I would love to do a <clears throat> excuse me, do a podcast on like love languages one time mm-hmm. because um, knowing how because I really believe in love languages and friendships, too. Um, and one thing that you do for me that re- on my like like on my uh, shadow journey 
and something you do for me like when you see me you like you know that I'm not like wet like I'm not like wet paper Mm-mm. like I'm not just because like I may be struggling in a moment you're always just like I feel like you're always just kind of being like you got this and what like you, you you it's not just like a oh you know you you got this it's like a I know who you are and you've got this. Like, you don't ever look at me and go, oh, like, it's never like a, it's always you see me. You already see me a year from now. You already see me months from now. You already see me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I think that's been so important in our friendship and having someone along on the shadow work journey with you is like people who see you six months from now, mm-hmm. a year from now five years from now they see what where you're headed and so even though you step on a rock along the way or you're kind of you know you may be struggling to catch your breath for a minute it's more just like I see where you're going and I can tell you that you are going to make it yeah and there's no like a you know really kind of looking down with a sense of like sadness or a sense of like you know just kind of feeling bad for anyone you know just just that really sense of like confidence that you have in me and I think that makes the journey really special for me for sure I mean it's obvious that you got it to me you know I mean same (laughs) for you yeah exactly but I think that's where you and I where we really mesh that way is we've always said we fall in love with the potential of other people Mm -hmm. but the difference is you and I are headed toward that potential yeah and we are doing the work to reach that potential. Yeah. So the love we have for each other is, yes, it's for the potential, but it's a potential that's going to be seen. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know whenever you're having a tough day, I'm like, hey, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and hold tissues and hug you. I'm so and glad you don't do that. Because that's not who, what you need. No, that's not who you not are. Who I am. No, right, exactly. you're more of a, this sucked. Let's talk about hard things to get through it and let's move on. Yeah. And same with you. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. who we are. We are not. Don't coddle me. No, God, please don't. Don't hold my hand. Yeah. Because if you hold my hand, I'm going to feel like I'm making a mistake. Absolutely. I and feel, I feel like, like I look yeah. dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we've said, you won't make me look dumb. <laughs> you won't make me look dumb. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I just, I think that's so important too, is to have people who know how to love you along the journey. Mm-hmm. Because when people know how to love you and what you need, um, it just makes the journey, it really lightens the load. Because mm-hmm. when you surround yourself with people who are trying to really encourage you along this along this journey or, you know, uh, help you and they're loving you in a way that is just <laughs> not at all what you need, Mm-mm. it can make it really kind of um, uncomfortable. Yeah. And make it feel like extra work, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, because you've, you feel like you got to meet their expectations of you. Right. And if their expectations of you doesn't align with what you need to heal, mm-hmm. you're, you're backtracking. Mm-hmm. You're staying in that murkiness and your, your cells aren't realigning. That butterfly is never going to come out. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sit there in the cocoon mm-hmm. forever. And so you have to find a way to, one, help yourself. Mm-hmm. Be your own best friend. Yeah. Like for example, I started... Whenever with my healing journey, I realized I was never loved the way I wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. So I started loving myself the way I wanted to be loved. Love letter to yourself. It was wonderful. Like I buy myself flowers. 
And so many people say, oh, that's so depressing to say it that way. You know what? I don't care what you think. It's only depressing if you see it that way. Exactly. I'm sorry that you see me loving myself is depressing. Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful. So I buy myself flowers. I have fresh flowers in my house every week. It's only 10 bucks. Buy yourself the $10 flowers. Absolutely. If it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Because I've always wanted flowers, but it was always seen as a waste. And so now I don't have to see it as a waste. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's something I wanted for me. It makes me happy. Absolutely. And so I do it for me. So something, just love yourself the way you want to be loved. I think that's honestly encompassed what shadow work is. And then, like I said, like a love letter to yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop waiting. Yeah. Stop waiting for people to love you the way you need it. Stop waiting for your life to be like what you want it to be and start doing the inner workings of why you do the things you do and why you haven't like what what is holding you back what Mm -hmm. makes you beautiful and what you can work on um you know what I mean like I think that it's really just one of the simplest things to say is like it really is such a love letter to yourself um I I remember you telling me that and I really thought that was super beautiful that you had started doing that and that you're Mm -hmm. like now it's not a waste because I'm doing it for me yeah and it makes me happy Mm -hmm. and it's ten dollars Get one less Starbucks drink a, month, a week. There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. That part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the other thing in it is about the loving yourself unconditionally. It reminds me of the, the Elise Meyer quote we said last week. Mm-hmm. I will bring her up every week. Mm-hmm. I will bring her up at any chance I can. Mm-hmm. The you right now are worthy of your own unconditional love. You don't have to reach a certain point of healing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wake up happy to be alive. You just have to look in the mirror and see your face and it is worthy. You don't have to look in the mirror. You can mm-hmm. look at your hand. You can just close your eyes. But one thing I suggest for starting to figure out what your shadow work even is. Yeah. Journal. Yeah. Journal. Write. Listen to poetry. Mm-hmm. That's what does it for me. The ones that make you cry, start there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they bring out the, I mean, they just bring out those emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, journal about it. Write about it. Um, as crazy as it sounds like even in like, I'll like have like, you know, a platform where I have like a messenger box and I can just message myself different things and Mm -hmm. like just different things that allow us private space for me to be, um, audio books and podcasts and all of those things, you know, um, start there, start journaling about what, what makes you, you know, where you're wanting to go, where you're, where you're wanting to head. And you yeah. might not realize things that you didn't think were big deals mm-hmm. ended up being micro traumas collecting all together mm-hmm. or creating bigger problems. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Chelsea's throwing all her things I'm on the ground right now. Everything. It's all good. But those micro traumas together can mm-hmm. create big emotional wounds. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have the big, crazy trauma. That happens in your childhood for you to need healing. Yeah. I had a beautiful childhood. Mm-hmm. Very loved by both my parents. Very supportive. But sometimes whatever a parent would say the same thing over and over again because it's what they wanted for me. And so they projected their dreams onto me. It creates a trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's micro traumas. Were they bad? No. They're wonderful parents. Mm-hmm. But the collecting all those things together does cause you'd have to kind of reframe to what your ideal is, not what their ideal is. And when you start doing that work, you heal that emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't resent them for things that they said and you don't start to see yourself in the way that you thought they saw you and they didn't because they love you despite whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And when you can realize that, that they did, they said the things they said because they love you and they wanted the best for you. You can heal relationships. That doesn't just, doesn't just apply to parents, grandparents, friends, siblings, Mm -hmm. random strangers you met on the subway anyone you can start to see the love in every situation and love is really the biggest thing for healing Mm -hmm. i agree and i think once you start realizing that everyone is working on something Mm -hmm. you start going oh okay like it's not that deep i mean it is but i don't have to it doesn't require a reaction for me every single time no what you're doing is probably out of your own things that you're working through, your own shadow work and your own different things that you're trying to work through, you know? So Mm -hmm. I highly, highly, highly recommend that everyone do some form of shadow work along the way um, and do some inner workings, write down some of the things and some of the things you want to learn about yourself. Because I think sometimes we fall out of love with, with ourselves mm-hmm. too. And so learn, like, I think I told you the other day, like you are the true love of your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. You are, you are the, you came into this world with you. You're going to leave out of this world with you. That's it. You know, so you are the true love of your life. And so you have to learn to love that person mm-hmm. truly for who they are, what they've been through and where they're going. And what they have to offer the world. If you can't do that, then you truly can't offer anyone anything else. And can we talk about how that pertains also to body positivity? Yeah. Because like in your post about the the weight loss. Yeah. And how people perceive us as more valuable now that we're lighter. You know, we take Mm -hmm. up less, less mass. But the way that you start to see yourself whenever you see yourself as your own one true love. And you start to thank every version of yourself mm-hmm. for their purpose. Like for me, when I was I'm closer to 70 to 80 pounds, I stopped weighing myself because mm-hmm. I don't really care. But I've lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm closer to being what people would consider a healthier version of me, I have to see the version of me as that was bigger. The version of me that fought Mm -hmm. through all the things she fought through. Mm -hmm. She was exactly who I needed to be in that moment. Right. And now I can thank her for her service and love her and appreciate her in the way she was. Like, I don't see her as damaged. I don't see her Mm -hmm. as unhealthy or unhealed. I see her as a warrior Mm -hmm. and the girl that was who she needed to be to fight through the hard things that life was throwing at her. Her skin was thick. She never stopped smiling and she kept persevering. Mm Mm-hmm. And then whenever she was done with her battle, she laid down her sword and it was time to transition to me. Mm-hmm. And so who I am now is exactly who I need to be in this moment. Mm-hmm. I am still resilient. I still smile through everything, but I'm a little bit fiercer. My mm-hmm. muscles are a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So watch out. <laughs> You're very fierce. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. In, the, in the best way. I, I like being fierce in the best way mm-hmm. because you can be compassionately fierce. You can. Absolutely. Yeah. They aren't mutually exclusive. No, they're, they're definitely a, tw- I, I, in my opinion, they're a package deal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, for sure. In my, uh, in my blog, I wrote about that and how I felt like people looked through me. Mm-hmm. And then when I lost the weight, because I stopped weighing myself too, because I don't care either. Exactly. Which is so funny you said that. Yeah. But um, people started meeting, their eyes started to meet mine. And it was unnerving. And I had a really hard time for the longest time looking. So when my memories would pop up on Facebook and it was pictures of me 50 pounds heavier um, for a while, it took me a long time in doing shadow work to look at that girl and, and really love her. Mm-hmm. Cause I would love to say at first I'd look back and go, Oh, thank you. Like that was so great. I know the first couple of times I looked back at those pictures, I was like, ew. Mm-hmm. How could you? Yeah. How dare you, you get to that point? Mm-hmm. And how they don't even know how you functioned mm-hmm. looking like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say to myself. And that sounds horrible because then I asked, then I started asking myself, I'm trying to get emotional. How would that look if you said that to your daughter? Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, so I, I was like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, we're not doing that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was like, Mm-mm. I'm going to learn to love that girl. Yeah. Because that girl served, like she... The fact that she made it was, it's such a beautiful story. Like I had to have her in order to be where I am right now. Exactly. And so I started asking myself, like, you wouldn't say that to your daughter. You would love every ounce of who she was. And so I started saying, I started really diving into my shadow work in a way. I I always ask myself, I always finish up and go, if I say something or something happens to me, I say, and how would you how would you present this to your to your baby? Mm-hmm. How would you say this to your daughter? What would this look like if you were speaking to Letty? Mm-hmm. What would this look like if you were speaking to Mina? Like you would nowhere near say the things that you say to yourself. Mm-mm. And so I really started speaking to myself and trying to be intentional about speaking to myself in a way that I would speak to my daughters about their weight, about the way they looked, about their hair. I wish someone when I was younger had been like, "Your hair is beautiful." Mm-hmm. You know, because when I was younger, it was frizzy and it was too big and it was too, like all the things. And I look back now and go, gosh, I wasted so much time straightening my hair every day. Why did I do that? Yeah. Just for it to be curly the minute, Mm -hmm. because it was like literally fighting. I was fighting my body to be who I was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, so I think one of the biggest things I can say about through the shadow work and speaking to yourself is speak to the way speak your speak to yourself the way if you have kids that you would want someone or for you to speak to your children and if you don't have children speak to yourself the way that you know like you have whoever is most loving in your life how they would speak to you like I think about I think back of my grandma and mm-hmm. how she would speak to me mm-hmm. or like I mostly focus on how I would speak to my kids or what my mama would say to me about something I've been through, you know? Um, And so that's really, really important because it being a love letter to yourself, there has to be love. It has to be led with love. It can't be led with self-hatred or or loathing yourself or loathing any part of yourself. It has to be a complete self-love journey. And so learning to really appreciate the girl that I was then because that girl 
like you were talking about having thick skin and, and she was re- saying like thick skin, resilient, like just didn't take shit from anybody mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, you know, just really, really, really protecting. And now I feel like I can be a little bit more. <sighs> yeah. Exhale. My, my thing I realized whenever I was going through mm-hmm. kind of my weight loss journey is mm-hmm. nobody hated me. Like I hated me. Nobody hated me like I hated me. No one once said anything to me about my weight. No. I said all the things to me. Mm -hmm. I hated me more than anyone ever could have. So you could have come to me and said the meanest things and I've been like, okay, do your worst. Right. Because you are going to say nearly as bad things as I say to myself every morning. And that's why I always cackle or laugh because I always like people always think like if someone says something mean to me, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that they can beat what I've already said to myself. Exactly. So do your worst. Right. Especially now that I see who I was before. And so when the comments come to like, oh, you're going to blow away. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. But Mm -hmm. like, why does it matter Mm -hmm. what I looked like before? Absolutely. Because this is just what I'm supposed to look like now. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to be whatever size I'm going to be. If the scale stops, cool. I'm still doing my habits. Right. I'm still healthy. My heart rate is at 52 Mm -hmm. as my resting heart rate. That is a marathon runner's heart rate. Mm -hmm. Do I run marathons right now? No. Right. But Mm -hmm. like your parameters of health don't have to match a size of your, your hips. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest parameter of health is what happens between your ears. Mm -hmm. Not, what happens between your mouth and your butt. Right. We'll just put that out there. Yeah. But we're crossing into Docs Who Heal right now. <laughs> so check that podcast out. We talk yeah. about the New Year's Same Me episode. We talk about that a lot in that yeah. episode. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that, um, I think when people talk about when people talk about like are like oh like you're just having a glow up it was like sis you have no idea mm-hmm. this is just the external yeah like i appreciate the compliments and i appreciate you're like oh like like you know okay girl like glow up i'm like you know what honestly it's great to lose weight and feel my best self but like the stuff that's happening on the inside of me like because that girl the girl that was 60 pounds heavier with the big hair and never looked up, like always looked at her feet. That girl is like with the big heart is still inside of me. Mm-hmm. An essential part of who we are. Exactly. Like that girl never changed. So the fact that I only caught your attention when I lost the weight was devast- It was devastating to me. Um, and, and it really was something I had to work through for a while. And the biggest thing to me is that we need to... We still need to work on it because I still see myself as the big girl, like not worthy of attention. Same. But people not looking at us because we were bigger wasn't a reflection on us. It was a reflection mm-hmm. on the skewed images of society and how they put worth in a pant size or mm-hmm. a diet regime or being at the gym more than everyone else. And I'm going to talk about my next tattoo. So I'm getting a tattoo of acetylcholine, which is the parasympathetic hormone, which parasympathetic, or once again, docs who heal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's your rest and digest. It's what helps you calm down. 
it's the opposite of what America runs on. Mm-hmm. We run on Duncan, which is our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. <laughs> and so the parasympathetic is your rest and digest. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting the word stop striving written in Scottish Gaelic on it mm-hmm. because so much of what we think is worth is stress. And can we please stop glorifying burnout? Mm-hmm. Because that's where a lot of our self-worth problems come is we aren't working hard enough. We aren't doing enough things. We aren't mom guilt. Yeah. Check out last last episode. episode. (laughs) Like we are, (laughs) we are constantly working towards a non-achievable goal. Right. And so you're never going to be satisfied because you can't be everything to everyone. You can't. And no matter how many times people are like, oh, moms are super women. But then it's like, why aren't you doing that? So a little bit of mom guilt again. But well, you need to start doing the shadow work so you stop feeling the guilt. No, it's all out there. Because, so true. yeah, the mom guilt, yeah, it comes from external sources, but also you accept it. Uh-huh. Pull another Elise Meyer. I do not receive that. Uh-huh. Because no matter what someone says mm-hmm. or looks at you as for what you do with your children or do with your life or mm-hmm. how you handle your emotions, like that is entirely between you and yourself. Mm-hmm. And their opinion is they don't have a right. No. They don't have a right to an opinion on what you do, right. what you say, how you act. It's mm-hmm. all you. Just mm-hmm. as other people's reactions and opinions on you is none of your business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I always say, like, quiet. Quiet the distraction and the extra noise when you're on this journey with that. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are booing from the cheap seats are always going to be booing from the cheap seats because it's easier to boo you than it is to fix me right and the people who are on the front row buying the really expensive tickets to your life because of the investment are the people that are always going to be cheering on Mm -hmm. the front row because they invest in who you are i got you girl you know what i'm saying yeah so those people that continue to boo from the cheap seats the people that continue to say the stupid shit because they don't know how to do the inner work let them boo let mm-hmm. them throw the tomatoes because they're not going to reach the stage because you're too busy doing your best, like living your best life. Exactly. Let them do them. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose they serve as part of your shadow work, too. It's like, let them continue to be miserable. Let them continue to be exactly what they're supposed to be. And you continue to be exactly who you are. And really transform and learn to love because when you love yourself like what you were just saying you create a love so tight between you and your soul that it's like the only thing you have to say is i don't receive that you're not allowed in Mm -mm. one of my one of my mentors his name's dr alok trivetti i did a lot of work with him Mm -hmm. um he has this saying where he says in any given moment of your life no matter whether it was hard or amazing. Mm-hmm. If you go back to that moment, you are going to see you had just as many supporters as you did haters. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh. perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. So you can pay attention to the haters, but then you're ignoring the support. You can pay attention to the support or you can ignore and then you're ignoring the haters. Or you can just pay attention to yourself and let them do them and you do you. And of course, the supporters are going to be there. But in that instance, when you're they're supporting you the next instance they might be hating you Mm -hmm. you can't depend on anyone outside of yourself to perfectly match everything that's best for your intentions right and that's why shadow work is isolating and that's why it's Mm self-propelled 
like you cannot lean into other people for validation Mm -hmm. because it's disappointment all the way around. Like what you were talking about earlier, like anchoring to other people to help you climb up. It just ends in disappointment. Yeah. Like it it always in resentment and pedestal infatuation. And, you know, none of that, like you keep trying to fill spaces when honestly just fill yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it, learning to sit with yourself and learning to love yourself is probably in my personal opinion one of the highest achievements that I could ever have is truly learning to love myself yeah for sure it's a beautiful feeling I remember sitting in the gym one day and all of a sudden something came I think it was rescue by I think her name is Yuma came on my Spotify playlist and it's mm-hmm. not what I listen to in the gym. My gym is usually like screaming in my ear. I can't understand what you're saying because your voice is raspy, but like I'm here to lift things and go home. And this really upbeat song just comes on and it's this beautiful woman singing this really cheerful song. And it's just, it was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. Cause I was on the edge of a pivoting point of realizing you're pretty freaking cool, Katie. Like I have to agree. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) But I just remember sitting there in that moment and all of a sudden I'm alone in the gym. It is midnight and I am bawling my eyes out. Tears of joy. Been there. Tears of joy because I'm just like, oh my gosh, you've spent all this time hating the most important person in your life. Like that is one, it's sad, but two, Mm -hmm. it's like, congratulations, girl, you made it. And yeah, you don't wake up and everything's easy and magical and oh. It's so beautiful. Like I still woke up this morning and I was just like, oh, I want to go back to bed. I hate life (laughs) because it's gross outside and you're going to have bad days. Yeah. It's not magical and perfect. And Mm -hmm. this is not a linear journey. It's, it's our trek across the Americas. We've Mm -hmm. got, we're Lewis and Clark in it. I feel like we've said that before. We have. We're Lewis and Clark in it. We've got. With no money. No money. (laughs) And we are like full on moccasins are falling apart. (laughs) We got bruises and blisters. Scarlet fever or, or, or the Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. I was going to say that earlier. Or the Oregon Trail. I was going to say with the hitching your cart to other people, you can't hitch your cart and cross that river in the Oregon Trail. You're both going down. Yeah. You got to do it by yourself. from eating raw berries. And get Drive from dysentery. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Dysentery. 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 Yeah. Man, I don't know if I've ever made it through that game. I always died. Me too. Like 30 always. minutes in. Always died. Like, yep. oh, your ox died, or yeah, you know, <laughs> your wagon died. fell down the river, and you always. lost all your things. I yep, should have known time. then that life was going to be a shit show. Yeah, yeah. You know that's pretty much your sign. Like, hey, it ain't easy. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So right. play your own organ trail by yourself. And yes, you're going to have setbacks. And yes, you might yeah. die of dysentery. But guess what? You get to the game's over. You get to restart. Because not every, mm-hmm. like we said, is not linear. You don't dive into one part and then all of a sudden, great. Mm-hmm. I fixed that one. We're going to put that on the shelf and go into the next thing. Because guess what? That one's going to be like, hey, you remember me? Yeah. I'm here. So you got to work on it still. It never really goes away, but you acknowledge it and you're aware of it. And so mm-hmm. it gets easier. And you don't ever fix it. But you know how to deal with it. That's what's called emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know how to process it. You know what's happening. You can acknowledge and Mm -hmm. say, okay, one, my emotions aren't your responsibility. They're my responsibility. Two, I'm aware of what's happening. I can take a deep breath and say, okay, 
We've done this before. We're going to do it again. Let's get our muck boots on, get in that river. We're going to go. Yeah, exactly. And realizing that you're pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Like you have a lot to offer the world, a lot more than you've allowed yourself to be. Mm -hmm. And so you're worth every setback. You're worth every having to start over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're worth every... Every single time that you slip or fall, you're worth it. Mm-hmm. You're because worth it's it. beautiful. It is beautiful. <clears throat> it Just really like is. we love tattoos that cover our bodies. Scars are beautiful, mm-hmm. too, because they tell the story of your journey. They do. And you wouldn't be who you are without the scar tissue you have. It's true. You need that scar tissue. Just like we had C-sections. We need that scar tissue to heal us. Mm-hmm. You need scar tissue on your soul to heal you. And just wear it proud like a tat or a knife fight. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Either one. I mean, whatever floats your boat. And just remember that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And in a year, you're going to look back from now and you're going to go, wow, this is insane. The difference it's been when you start doing intentional work and you start writing a love letter to yourself. It's insane. Yeah. The difference that you start to see. I feel like I've blinked in the last three years. I'm just like. So much has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much has happened. But I also, like, I blinked. And I'm just like, wowza. You know, I was really not giving myself enough credit. You, know? you start to accept the fact that you are a badass. Yeah. And as much as you don't want to be, you are. Sorry, sis. Sorry. And bro. If there's and a bro bros, listening. Probably like one or two bros. <laughs> but thank you for hanging out. But it's... You have to see the beauty in who you are and who you're meant to be mm-hmm. because you're on this journey for a reason. You are. And the person you're going to be on the other side of it is going to do incredible things. Mm-hmm. So like we said, it's it's isolating and it's hard and you got to invest in tissues. But the person you become on the other side is, it feels freeing. It does. It's so much lighter. And like we said, there's the heavy days. But... The heavy days are less numerous and the lighter days are more numerous. For sure. And you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it. You are going to make it and you're worthy of of love and belonging. And you are worthy of all good things that are coming your way. You should come for all of it because you deserve it. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes that I think would be a great way to kind of tie this all together Mm -hmm. is... The shadow work is more of being the adult you needed as a kid. Oh, gosh. That's You're, one of my favorite quotes to that. Yes. Did you ever know that? No, I didn't. Be, yeah, be the, be, the, uh, be the person you needed when you were younger. Yeah. And that's what shadow work is. It it's, is. It's healing the parts of us when we were younger that mm-hmm. didn't know what to do. You're finally acknowledging those parts and healing them and being the person you needed. Because then... You can use your your experience and your growth mm-hmm. and your light to be the person somebody else needs. Yeah. Or even just an example. You don't have to talk to them. Just be an example. For sure. I think that's a beautiful way to end it. I've, yeah. This has been so filling. I know. It always is. It is. It's, I love yeah, these. It's been really special. Mm-hmm. Shadow work is, it's really, it's a powerful, it's a powerful topic. And Thinking of it as taboo is really dis, it's a disservice because 
all work on yourself and all growth is really shadow work. You mm-hmm. can't isolate it to the stuff of the dark things, mm-hmm. the dark parts of our personality. That's not true. And limit it to physical change. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> don't just limit it to physical change. Don't just get snatched no. and don't work on the internal. Yeah. I mean, you can snatch and those organs are still going to be a mess. Yes, please. Like, just, just don't glow up. Or, I mean, it's great to get in shape and lose weight and all the things, but you got to change that. You got to. Don't just don't just get snatched, not do the internal. Mm-hmm. Do your, all of it. My big thing is your physiological appearance is a symptom of all different aspects of your wellness. Mm-hmm. You can work as much as you want on your physical wellness. Mm-hmm. If you don't work on your emotional, your spiritual, your psychological, right. then you're still not going to reach those goals you want anyway. Mm-hmm. Stop setting a goal to be an appearance. Start setting a goal to be a feeling. Yeah. Take me to church. <laughs> Sunday I will. Reach you there. Yes. <laughs> My child will be the one screaming in the nursery. Yes. But it's your feelings matter more than any jean size, any hot dress you want to wear to that wedding so your ex boyfriend regrets breaking up with you. Oh. It's just mm-hmm. that one might have been personal. Yeah, but. a little bit, a little person. <laughs> but I'm here for it though. It's it's so much more than that. Yeah, there's so many layers to your wellness, and if you just consider mm-hmm. what you look like and how pretty your smile is to be your wellness, you're doing yourself such a huge disservice. Yeah, you are. Love you, because no matter what you look like on the outside, the you on the inside is screaming to be loved. Love her. Yeah. Because no one else can love her like you can. Mm-mm. One true love, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's you. Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to wrap things up. And, yeah. you know, I just want to say again, I said it last week, but I love you. Yeah. And I'm very proud of you. I love you and I'm proud of you too. I'm proud of all of your shadow work and everything that you've done. It's really such an honor to be selected to be the one to watch you really and truly. From my expensive seats. Very expensive. Like Ticketmaster breaking expensive I'm investing sheets. a lot. I'm really appreciating it because, girl, I'm right there in your, your Ticketmaster lineup, too. Yes, expensive. It's It's been a wild ride. It has. And it's been a magical wild ride. It has, for sure. But I'm, I'm excited to go through it with you. Oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to do it with I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Me neither. I'm stoked. And I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about, but we will. We have no idea. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out before we push the record button. Or maybe we won't. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just talk. see what happens. Yeah. You know, let the spirit take us. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will be back with you next week. Have Mm -hmm. a magical, magical week. We love you. Love you. Bye.